Today on Me, Myself, and the Woman in Me, a Me, Myself, and miniseries and book club, I'm joined by my friend, mother, and fellow Britney fan, John Ali. We begin our journey reading through Britney Spears' memoir, The Woman in Me. We recap, highlight, and tangent our way through chapters one through five. Here we learn more about Britney's upbringing and humble beginnings in Kentwood, Louisiana, and more. Remember, this book club is ours, so make your voice heard wherever you watch or listen to this podcast. And now, book club's in session, bitch. Welcome, everybody, to the first, the debut, our baby one more time, if you will, episode of me, myself, and the woman in me, the Britney Spears memoir. Every week, we're going to be recapping maybe every other, like, five chapters or so. Love my mother, but she got some short chapters in this book of the memoir and we're going to be recapping discussing talking about what we loved what we hated who we hate which is the spears family except for Brittany herself obviously what we learned and just really getting a chance to sit down and expand on how much britney jean spears means to us because i find myself running into bringing her up every single episode of my original series me myself and which you could stream everywhere and season two is coming very soon but i'm like this is perfect timing. She has a memoir coming out. The quote unquote mysterious book she hoped to release one day is finally here and in front of us. I can't believe I'm staring at it. That's crazy. But anyways, every episode we're going to be joined with a fellow Britney super fan. Not a fan. Super fan. I mean it. Somebody that's been there the whole time. Somebody that looks up to this woman in the way that I do. So without further ado, I'm joined by... The first Britney stand that comes to mind, or one of the first few, one that is very talented, one that has been on the show before and will be on again very soon, John Ali. Hello. Welcome. It's pretty bitch. It really is. <laughs> it is. Well, yes, sort of, kind of. It <laughs> is pretty bitch. I'm happy that you're here today. Yeah. First of all, I, kn- I mentioned it when you walked in. We talked about it for maybe like a good half hour at this point before we started recording, <laughs> but like... Let's get into the denim on denim. Yes, I, I didn't want to be obvious and wear the memorabilia. So I found this denim on denim that I have. I like a lot of denim in general. Mm-hmm. I have a jacket that's denim. So I was like, I'll just reference that moment. Yeah. Brought the Pepsi because I really, really do like Pepsi. And Pepsi is Pepsi. Yeah, uh, what's your favorite kind of Pepsi? <laughs> oh, Pepsi's Pepsi. Pepsi's Pepsi. Regular, regular Pepsi. Regular, oh, I, I, really, I really do. And, a, I really and, do and like her Pepsi. classic Cheetos. Yeah. All we're missing is a vanilla candle. Coming soon. Yeah, planning for the next one. And there'll be layers every every episode. You just add like another thing. <laughs> that would be genius. You know what? Next, scrap this this old thing and get the femme fatale photo that they would reuse every single right fantasy re-release. Like that happened a couple eras. There was the um, femme fatale era ha- that happened a couple times. And yep. Then the blackout era when give me that give me more single cover yes the album cover the single cover the VMA co- like promo like it was used for everything mm-hmm. that's what well, that's what we're gonna do we're gonna increase the amount of Britney references <laughs> nuances as each an episode goes on and I can't wait because I think next weekend I'm getting my blonde retouched so like I will really be in my 2001 knee bag yeah I'm very excited whereas right now I'm in my uh, 2006 chapter where she misdyed her hair. Y'all will read about it in the book if you're reading along. <laughs> she misdyed her hair and it took her forever to get back to her original color. Right. But we will get back to our 2001 knee, dream within a dream. Blonde, buttery goodness. Right, right. One day. But I'm very thankful for you to come here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be back. 
and I'm ready to chat about the book. But before that, I want to ask everybody, whether you're watching, whether you're coming to the show, and I think I even texted to you before, I wanted you to bring a Britney moment that stands out to you, whether it's a moment, a piece of her art, a song, a lyric, what's the thing that you go back to? And it could differ by the day, week, month, era, but what's the thing for you right now that you go back to that makes you say, that's my mama. Uh, that is my mama. Actually, it's like super recent. I was reminded of it. Mm. Uh, Cause uh, this week was like on Monday and Wednesday, they had the screenings from, of Crossroad playing at movie theaters. Uh, which was so nice to like, like I, yeah. I mean, I, I remember when it came out, like I made my entire family go see Crossroads Genius. in the movie theater, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I like, it was such a nostalgic feeling to do that again, except with like my friends, like my chosen family. Yeah. And uh, the scene that I always was, I was just always obsessed with when I was younger, when it came out, I mean, there was a, there was a couple, I love rock and roll, the, mo the point where, um, Samantha Jones well, yes. uh, uh, tells her that she doesn't care about her. Uh, but the one scene that I always went back to, and I think it's because Britney feels like so in her pocket actress, f like free vibes, is when she's with Mimi and Kit in the car uh. and he's the, the guy's sleeping, right? And she has to get the keys from it. And I just feel like that, like that whole lead up into the Shania Twain moment. <sighs> she's just like so like, like, uh, effortless in the way she's just present in the yes. moment and you could tell she's like genuinely having fun and you know Mimi Mimi uh, Kit and I voted and you lost so you have to get it <laughs> legendary iconic and it's so funny that, that you bring that because that's one of my favorite moments yeah that too. It's and so it's cute you worded it so perfectly too I was trying to like explain I'm like what is it that's so special about this part specifically mm -hmm. the movie there's a lot that goes on the movie it's a great movie but like it's that part that kind of warms yeah. your heart in a way. And I think it's your point exactly. She's so in it. Yeah. She's so comfortable. Yeah. She's so happy. And it's so nice to see her in that bag, in that pocket, in that lane like, for a really minute. just felt like you were watching three friends hanging out Ugh. and like doing exactly what they were doing on this road trip. Like her, and yeah. It just feels like there's no thought process behind her eyes. It's like she's just in it, Ugh. being like effortless Britney Spears. Yeah. Perfect, beautiful, flawless, like all of that. It's like all the things that we love about her and I always go back to the bit and like I feel like as Britney stands, we kind of, especially ones that have followed her since the beginning, we've kind of like become her. Mm. I've low-key like modeled all my behavioral traits physical, verbal, et cetera, kind of after this lady. Yeah. And it's the moment where she's grabbing the keys and she doesn't get it the first time because yeah, yeah. he starts to shake up and she gets it the second time. She's like, I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm like, oh, that's so her. It's yeah. so cute. So beautiful moment. Yes. I was, yeah, I was just reminded of that this week because I went to go see it on Monday. Yep. It was so nice to see it. And like, I mean, we had to take the earlier screening because uh, the 7.30 was like sold out. So we're like, we're not, like, I was like, I'm not sitting in the fr front row yeah. like this to watch this movie. Like, no. So we went earlier and there was not as many people there, but it was, we were still making sure it was yeah. like the room was filled with noise. We were screaming and singing all the songs. It was a Very intimate uh, sing-along yeah. after yeah, the yeah. acoustic yeah, it was set, fun. if it was you will. Nice. I'm glad they did that. It was cute. I think so too. It kind of reminded me how iconic that movie is. Like. That's a great fucking movie. Yeah. It's two things I love, Britney and coming of age movies. I'm like, and it's she talks, so good. I mean, uh, she talks about it in the in the book. Like, yeah. Like, what chapter she starts talking about it in. Yeah, later on, but she talks about how like she actually gone kind of like method with the acting. Right, that kind of like, I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> no, I was going to say the same thing and I was talking about it last night to my roommate because I was like, I love her. 
I love Britney Jean Spears and I love Lucy Wagner. Yeah. But I'm like, these two people are quite similar, bro. <laughs> like, we're not playing Harley Quinn now. Where are Diva. we right now? Louisiana. <laughs> Fucking classic. The part of the movie that I love that I actually teared up during watching it in theaters is the scene where they're driving in the car. It's like when the arc is starting to like get back up. Like everything's fine, the car's fixed, oh, we're going to California. If it makes you happy. Oh, yeah. I have chills. Oh, it's just so beautiful. Like that's the first I ever heard that song was watching that. Movie. Really? I mean, like when it came out. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, I don't even know how old I was when. Oh, that I have chills thinking about that scene. Yeah, yeah, it's really like a beautiful moment because it it like the song sums up where they are at, like in a mental state, like they've grown, uh, their friendships have grown, they've been like intertwined with each other's emotions, they're taking care of each other along this trip. Mm -hmm. It's just like, yeah, it's cute. And like the song itself too, it's funny. I think like Britney's whole career is so Da Vinci-esque, not to make like a woven in like Mona Lisa reference, but <laughs> it's like her career is so like Da Vinci Code-esque in the way where it's like so many things happen and they're so kind of ironic yet life meets art kind of way or when life imitates art in a way and i always think that song if it makes you happy kind of describes her yeah as a person the way she behaves like when she'll say like let's talk about like kevin for instance mm -hmm. like she knew it wasn't really the best thing yeah, for her yeah, but it's yeah. what she wanted yeah that's what made her happy he can't be that bad and if so fuck it like that's the whole point of the song and i find it such a like kind of life imitates art kind of moment Whoever, represented. like, did the soundtrack had, like, really good moments thrown in there. Uh, yeah. Yes. Some questionable ones, but, like, some. they are yeah. very for the movie. Like, I, I associate them with the movie, and I, for that, I like it. Same. It's very 2001. I'm very happy <laughs> totally. I saw it. I'm, yeah, I'm, it's been a fucking week for Brady fans. I'm like, we're having, like, an active week again. I know. She's very much, like, in the, in the sphere. In the sphere uh -huh, of Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Very much so, yeah. I mean, I mean, I just, I'm planning a party that you're gonna be hosting. Yes, you are. Yeah, uh, November 10th, I'm throwing a In The Zone anniversary party called Outrageous. Um, and we're gonna play the album. There's gonna be performances by Baby Love, Kimmy Moore, Nani Tsunami, Magenta. Uh, and we're gonna have you there. We're gonna have uh, my niece Reese Havoc there. Absolutely. And we're gonna have me there, and we're gonna play Britney all night, celebrate In The Zone, celebrate the goddess. I can't believe the album's 20 years old. This, like, in, like, a couple weeks, two weeks, and, like, next week, next week. It's 20 That's years old next crazy. week. That's crazy. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 26. It's it's older than you, bitch. I know. <laughs> That's what's fucking me up about it. And I remember when it came out, just, like, all of us, like, the fact that all of that music is 20 years old and still sounds so fresh. Yeah. I was um, walking to go pick up a birthday gift for my friend, and I was listening to Touch My Hand, and then I listened to the Bill Hamill remix, and I was just like, this, once again, getting chills, <laughs> in a hot-ass studio, mind you, which shows that the chills are authentic. But I'm like, this bitch was, like, in her early 20s, like, 22, 23, making this, like, God-tier level yeah. of pop music that yeah. we love the girls now, but, like, the girls are not on that caliber. And it's just it's just such a sentiment to her. And it, God bless her and God bless In The Zone. I can't say it enough. Yeah, I'm super excited. Super excited. And I, and I, I do actually like in the book how, I mean, we don't get, I feel like we could get more of it. Like, I would I would take a book of just her talking about every album process uh, from, like, all her, like, throughout. I would take that. I mean, I absolutely. feel like there's, there's so much opportunity. Like, this is our first one that we've gotten from her. And I feel like we get, like, her a lot. In yeah. It. 
but I do think there are details that are like obviously like put aside to tell like a proper story because and you were right you said that like the, the chapters you zip through them because th mm -hmm. it's not a very long book no it's not it's quite quick which is why I'm happy she's making a second part she oh, said on Instagram that, they said they're, they're making a second that's part. what she said on Instagram that she's writing a second part. It I'm makes interested. Sense. There's just so much more to feel like she has to share. Yeah. I could see why maybe they wanted to make condensed things a little bit for like the first way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you were to title the second book, the second Woman in Me series, what would you title it? Oh my God, I don't know. The Woman in Me feels very like she's telling us things that we never knew that she, coming from her, how she felt. Mm. I feel like there's a lot of that in this. Yeah. Like she's telling you like her perspective on things. Maybe like the details aren't like super, super detailed at all times, but there are moments that she does. She names drop, name drops a lot. Which yeah, I, she does. Yeah, and I'm sure there was more that they had to take out. Mm -hmm. um, but the second one, what would even like, I would ha I'd have to like know like what the The context is. behind the book, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because it could be like about the personal stuff, or it could be or it about could be the, music. the career. Yeah. Like, what mm -hmm. would it be about? Mm -hmm. She could literally release so many. Anything. Honestly, like, I kind of want, granted, she's not the one writing these books. We know she has a ghostwriter, but like, I'm here for her just being an author. Yeah, yeah. These days, you know, like, she's always been one that's written letters before, which she's explained in the book before. She's always into poems and mm -hmm, writing mm -hmm, stories. Mm -hmm. Lucy Wagner as well. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. Lucy Wagner penning, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, as if Dito wasn't in the room. <laughs> exactly, exactly, as if Dito wasn't in the room. But I'm like, I would really love that for her. I think, like, what comes to my mind is, like, Brave New Girl, um, Girl in the Mirror would be such a niche reference that okay. she really wanted to take it there, but okay. that would be fierce. Yeah. Even if it's just about her personally going on forward. Yeah. Post, uh, you know, 98 to 2021 and current yes you know i could see that i could see that yeah it'd be interesting to hear where she is she should bring back the letters of truth yeah oh yes there i forget like how many things she like has done like gave us such like so early on she had all these specials all the time there was like dvd specials and like yep. all these things i still have like i think all of them somewhere same <laughs> i went back home to maryland a few weeks ago for a festival and i went back in my room and i opened what was supposed to be like a sock and underwear drawer. And it's literally just every single Britney CD, Britney <laughs> DVD, every single thing. My circus tour book, which I didn't even attend, but I bought on eBay for like $200 <laughs> in like fifth grade. You know, we had to be there. But where we could be right now is the beginning of the book. Right. Sick transition, not gonna lie. Yeah. And we talked about this before. Yeah. We're both the audiobook girlies right now. Yes, we are. Because we are busy. We don't have the time to sit down and read a book with our mm -hmm. vanilla candles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm personally an undiagnosed ADHD patient, yeah. so like that goes into a lot as well. <laughs> but yes, the audiobook is fierce. What What do you think about the audiobook so far? Well, I do like that she opens it. Yes, and you could hear that like the sentiment in the beginning, like the about this book is for her her boys. Mm -hmm. Like you could feel like when she says that, and then the little opening that she gives us, and I like that she tells us why she's not the one reading. Yeah. Uh, like in the audiobook. Mm -hmm. And then we get Michelle Williams. <laughs> no, literally, she's just like, ladies and gentlemen, Michelle Williams. Uh, her. And I'm like, okay. I mean, it, 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 if you look at it from a, like this Michelle Williams and Britney Spears, it's like, why these two are together? No idea. No idea. It makes zero sense. No um, idea. 
but after you listen to it and you start getting into it, I feel like Michelle like really like uh, she's you could tell she's like kind of been a student of Brit of Britney for a little bit mm -hmm. in the way she talks because there are moments where it feels like she's like put like portraying her voice yeah like Britney yeah and the way she's reading it yeah it's Especially like when uh, the fuck you's come around. <laughs> That is it exactly. I was gonna say I was listening to this chap or I think I'm like later on in the book now, so there's a lot of f bombs, and I'm listening yeah. to it, and I'm just like, oh my god, she's really nailing this. Uh huh. It's so great, and like she kind of has the little southern twang, but it's not too much where it's like a mockery. Yeah, and I feel like she even has like some like those awkward pauses that Britney does sometimes when she's yes, speaks. like you like she sometimes like stops herself and then continues. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Michelle Williams. Like throws in a little bit of that in the way she's reading it. Yeah, yeah. especially like modern day Britney always kind of speaks with these like, it, as if there's like a random comma thrown into a sentence mm -hmm. that doesn't require one, you know. And I burnt my gym down. Yeah, and, you know things yes. like that. It's and Michelle I think captured it perfectly. And yeah. honestly, like I was afraid there was gonna be a disconnect. Right. Going into it, and I'm not gonna lie, maybe like the first five pages, I, from what I was hearing, I was like, I feel kind of disconnected. But right. as the book went on and on and on. It kind of all melted together. Yeah, and I was like, at the okay. beginning, I mean, the first like few chapters is very much about like her early, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's kind of hard to throw in like a personality into, especially if you're reading it. Yeah, because it's like, it, who like, what is she gonna talk like a kid? Like, exactly, you can't talk like a kid. So like, mm -hmm. we're talk, we're hearing about her like young youth, like story, like growing up in Louisiana. Yep, her parents like being, you know, not. Not, they don't have that much. They didn't come from money, mm -hmm. you know, all, all that. So, like, I could see why, like, hearing Michelle Williams talk about Britney's early life, it's like, we're not necessarily connecting to the way she's talking about it, because we're, it's not Britney. Right, she's doing her best to kind of just, like, read, read it. the facts. Yeah, that's where, like, in the beginning, it's, like, very much feels like she's just reading it. Mm -hmm. you know? Whereas towards the end, Miss Michelle, Miss Oh, Williams. yeah, I mean, we now have Michelle uh, Williams saying faux shiz, faux shiz on audio. Crazy. Grammy coming. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> Actually, Foshes, <laughs> Somebody took a picture of, I think it was like a stripped air picture too of Christina and Justin Timberlake. And they were like, Foshes, Foshes, and dis my seat. <laughs> like the Wendy Williams quote. And I was just like, ah. It's just too good. It's a gift. I will say this. It's become a gift to us. It has. Williams reading this book. <laughs> it has. And with that being said, like going into this book, and I'm going to ask you this too. I'm like, you know what? Like people could say what they want to say. I'm like, my mama put her heart in this. Yeah. She like there's a lot of shit that she exposed, even going back from the beginning, which we'll start on in a few moments. But yeah. it's like just to start off like the chat and the uh how do you say, like the deep dive, it's like we're very lucky to have this lady, very honored, and we should really respect the fact that she wanted to give this to us. It's true. Because she really didn't have to so soon. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean and, and I don't blame her for like not wanting to promote it. Like, yeah. Like be out on the the TV interview circuit, because mm -hmm. like, it's like I've already saying so much. What am I gonna do? Just like repeat the things I've said on the TV? Exactly. So you could, like, hound me about it? Because either way, if she wasn't promoting it or not, the book is already giving us so much that like people are, are running with it with like headlines about every little detail. Yeah. I mean, my Twitter right now is literally just all the quotes. Like everywhere. And it's all the names that are mentioned. Those are the ones that are getting headlines, which isn't surprising, but it's like, if that's what's picking up headlines, could you imagine what, you know, the anchors on Good Morning America and stuff right, right. would be asking her? She was right. face to face with them. They already asked the, I think it was like the publisher on Good Morning America a bunch of stupid questions. Yes. I'm like, thank God it wasn't her it there. It felt very like, we don't care a little bit. 
And it's like, this is a someone's life. This is someone who's like sharing so much of that they don't have to share. Yep. You know, she's already given us a ton, but here we are with this. Here we are. a lot more than we probably deserve. With <laughs> the woman in me. I'm gonna yes, the woman in me. Grab the book, and I want to start from the beginning. It's funny because I don't wear eyeglasses. I remember there was this one era in high school where I thought I needed glasses, and so I went and I got glasses. They are the thinnest frames that didn't do anything. <laughs> and so I would wear them just to feel kind of important, or I would wear them to job interviews. And I was like, should I bring them in? But I forgot them. But anyways, <laughs> um, I wanted to start with, since we're starting chapter one, as it goes, um, the first sentence of the book, I think, I didn't realize how telling it is mm -hmm. of her story, her as a person, what she's been through. But when I was going through it today, after I picked up my copy at Barnes & Noble, <laughs> and I was making my notes and whatnot, I was like, oh, wow. This is quite telling. The, the book opens with, quote, raising kids in the South used to be more about respecting your parents and keeping your mouth shut. It's already like, this is my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I, I kind of just wanted to start there since we're talking about like her upbringing and whatnot. And I guess how much of that shows throughout her career, what she's been through, it kind of made me realize like, yeah, more than ever. I'm like, I've always been by this lady's side and whatnot, but I'm like, yeah, she was just trying to please people yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. It was you know? like she had rules like straight off the bat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is, you know, it's fine where kids were not all, you know, just wanting to be disobedient, but it's like, there's limits. And it wasn't just her, which I don't want to say surprised me in a good way, but I was like, oh wow, like it was all over the Spears household. I remember I was actually kind of like taken back by the fact that she brought up Jamie, her father being hard on Brian, which I wasn't expecting. Right. Cause I thought genuinely like Jamie Lynn and Brian were the favorites of the mm -hmm. family and Brittany was just the moneymaker of the family. So that kind of surprised me. I'm, I mean, it makes sense. Like in why we even have her the way that she is like this whole time, she kind of like grew up around like a restraint atmosphere where mm -hmm. she had to be like little miss perfect or just, you know, abide by certain rules. It makes sense why we have this woman who's like on stage a performer just being free because that's all she ever wanted to be growing up in like this butthole shitty town, uh, Louisiana. Literally. Like, as restrictive of Southern parents. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the, hearing the brother stuff is, yeah, because you always kind of, it always seemed like the brother was the favorite. Even now it still feels that yes. way. Yes. And I mean, of course, Jamie Lynn and blah, blah, blah. But. Right, her being a quote-unquote total bitch, which I love that yeah. she mentioned later. Oh, on Jamie Lynn is being dragged in this book every every time get her again. she gets. I <laughs> love it. Last night I was listening to the book before I went to bed, and currently I'm in the or well, last night I was in the like 2006, 2007 chapters, and I was like, I can't sleep because I'm heated. <laughs> I was like, I'm just thinking about Jamie, Justin, Kevin, Sam, Lefty, yeah. Jamie Spears, Lynn Spears, all of them. Yeah. They could or what? What did Wendy say? Uh, what did Wendy Death Lynn? to all of them. Death to all of them. <laughs> Death to all of them. I hope she's reading this memoir right now. <laughs> I'm sure she's already zipped through it. She's done. Wendy's just like, oh, 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 oh. Could you imagine if we had the Wendy show right now? Uh, I'm, I, it makes me so sad that we don't have it. <laughs> I miss it. I on, like, I you know what? I can imagine what she would say about Justin, like everybody. Yeah. 
electric chair. Right. Oh my gosh, that's my thing. I'm like, if Wendy were to ever come back, I'd be like, yes, yeah, suddenly, girl, my show is yours. Take it. Here's the mic and everything. You yeah. could do this whole Wendy thing. Wendy Williams, we miss you. <laughs> we do. Like, if that's one thing we learned from the woman in me, it's like we actually miss that woman, Wendy Williams. We have the 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 stuff about her brother. Like, I always, I don't know. I always had like a bad vibe about the brother for some. I would not even be knowing much about him. Like, I would only like her mom, and I would love the assistant. What was the assistant's the, name? Felicia? Felicia, yes. Yeah. I always forget her name for a second. But um, I, whenever I would watch things behind the scenes, and even like hearing the, this, you could see why like we gravitated towards those energies. Yes. More like just visually. But I always had like a, a weird like negative feeling whenever the dad would pop up or whenever the brother would pop yes. up. Yes. Um, so it, does, it, it is nice hearing that she did have an, a, a relationship with her brother. Mm -hmm. like, like there was like an accident, right? Yep. And all that. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know why. There was something like, I felt like bad vibes just when I was, even when she was like just coming up. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. I'm the same way too. And it's funny that you mentioned like gravitating towards people because it reminds me of a quote that Zoe Zeldana once said, this feels so good to talk about all these niche Britney references. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody gets it. But um, I'm like at work locked up all day. But uh, it was on Watch What Happens Live. And they were doing like, you know, when you talk about your experiences with another celebrity and Zoe right. Saldana was on at I the time, exactly which one you're talking you know, about. yeah. And she talked about Britney. And one thing she talked about Britney is that not just like was she, you know, best behaved and like just the biggest pop star in the world, but the kindest person in the world. Mm -hmm. She was like, children would gravitate towards her. And she's like, yeah. when kids gravitate towards you, that means you have something special. Yeah. And I think that's why we all, you know, all as kids, we all gravitate towards celebrities, but it's like we all gravitated towards her yeah. for a reason, thus forth making everybody else in her circle looks us yeah in, in uh how do you say like in comparison to her oh fully fully yeah i mean everything that we've that's led us to this point it just feels like terrible to even know that she had to experience all of this and like just so they could have some what some money in their in their bank accounts like this was like your your family like your 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 daughter your your sister your yep. mother or whatever yep and yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, and that's the, I think a part of the conversation that's just going to be like a through line through this whole series is that people don't understand. It's like, this might not be your family, but this was hers. Yeah. So put yourself in her shoes and imagine the shit that her father is doing to you. What if it was your father or yeah. your mother? And it's like people kind of really have to put themselves in their shoes and just understand her perspective, which is nice that she's going back in time from the beginning so much so where she mentions yeah, her it does give us like a good understanding of the, the family dynamic from the beginning yeah which is what's what's clear is that like this is how it's just it's always been especially yep. like when it comes down to like the father side of it. Mm -hmm. felt like the was very like you're gonna follow my rules yeah this is my house and, like, yeah that's how this is how it's gonna go yeah completely and and that's the thing i kind of noticed like nobody has really like a changing arc throughout the book besides her right you know Lynn always stayed passive. Mm -hmm. Jamie always stayed annoying and evil. Jamie Lynn always remained entitled. Brian just kind of floated and yep. took advantage. Yep. And that they just stayed the same throughout the whole entire time. Whereas, like, at least, you know, our sister, like, she evolved. Like, she, you know, she rose to stardom. And then, she, you know, when she changed in behavior for the worse, she even detailed that, too. Mm -hmm. And later on chapters, which I appreciate, at least she was evolving. Whereas the others were solely just there to orbit. I think there was one person her. guiding the ship, obviously the dad, mm -hmm. and they were just everyone was like the minions. Like yep. this man must have some crazy like control 
that like he, they don't even realize like, mm -hmm. what, how much of an influence he was like on the son and the, the wife and the the, the, the uh, um, like Jamie Lynn. Yeah. Like, what kind of a monster <laughs> must he be in person? That's what I'm saying, and and I respect her so much because she kind of gives him. I'm not gonna say like she gives him a pass or she gives him sympathy, but she understands where he comes from because she mentions yeah. that her grandmother too ended up going through the same shit that she did. Her mother, yeah. her grandmother had like different mental issues, I believe, ultimately having to be thrown into a mental hospital and put on lithium, which years later happened to her granddaughter as well. That's so, so weird. And, it, and it, like even early on in the book, I was so surprised because I was like, damn, this man ruined your life where you're still able to look back and be like, I guess I could see why yeah. he was shaped this way into this evil person. I'm not forgiving him, but I could see the context yeah. behind it. I think it is, yeah, it's, I think it's cool that she was is able to kind of like take a step back, even knowing how she feels about him, mm -hmm. and is able to still offer us a perspective from like his angle. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's very mature of her, even though she probably hates the man. <laughs> I know. I, it's, I always go back to that one era of like, post-conservatorship Brittany like early stage where she would always post that one video from Euphoria mm. and it's uh that one like imaginary scene I think where Rue's just like shooting yeah, somebody yeah. in the chair and it's yeah. on fire and I'm just like yeah same girl I get it <laughs> I get it but the one thing that stood out to me personally in this chapter I'm gonna ask you that question next is that the interest and the passion for art for music for escapism of all kinds yeah was always there and it started with her talking about just being outside yeah later on in chapter one two three it started getting into dance and basketball mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. she was always just that kind of girl that was looking beyond yeah. where she was placed yeah you she know was like, I, I don't necessarily love it here so i mean any form of sense of feeling where i could just be me mm -hmm. essentially yeah she's always been like a wonderer which i've yeah. always loved about her and i know you and i talked about that too on your episode of yeah. Me, Myself, and we talked about where you're from and how you always saw yourself being bigger than where mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you are. So how did that kind of sentiment that she makes in the point resonate? I, it just you? felt like I was hearing like myself talk. Mm. Like it felt very like, oh, I, I can relate to this this feeling yeah. of yours. Like feeling this like, uh, almost like I'm not doing what I want to be doing, but I'm gonna find a way to like at least capture that feeling. Yeah. any way I could possibly get it. Mm -hmm. And it seems like that's what she did. She was always looking for that. Always looking for like, where can I f like feel like what I want at least a little bit? Yeah. Okay, me going outside, maybe that's gonna give me this for a little bit. And then I, obviously she found it in like her love and passion for like being active mm -hmm. in whatever she was in. Yeah, which is funny because I think about it and it's just like, there's people that are born that way and there's people that are not. There's people that are born and are completely cool yeah. with what's around them and they'll stay doing the typical things. Or yeah. there's people like her, people like you, people like I that are like, this is cool for now, but what's next? Right. What else is out there? You know what I also realized and it like shook me a little bit during the, to sort of bring it back to Crossroads just for mm -hmm. a quick second. Yeah, as much as you want. The, the scene where like they they do the karaoke, I love rock and roll. Yep. And she's wearing a sh her sh her top says freedom. Did you ever notice that? I no. never noticed it until I watched it in the movie theater. I'm like, that feels scary. <laughs> was she trying to tell us something bad, or was it just a shirt? <laughs> I mean, it's like the the shirt that she wears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the crop top. Hair. Uh huh. It says freedom. 
I never noticed that. I think I was just so distracted by the curly right. hair. I'm not no, gonna like, lie. One of my friends pointed it out, and I literally was like, "No!" I like blew my mind. Wow. She was always looking for it. She must have put that shirt on. I sh- I'm I'm convinced. <laughs> Her career is so fascinating. It's, it's those nuts. little moments it's that you go nuts. back and look, and you're like, "Wait, are we watching a mystery series yeah. of some sort? Like, what is?" happening here yeah, go back if you can and like go watch it she's literally it says for you wow feel free to make as many crossroads right right as you want because i mean it, it made completely sense. welcome i here. thought it made sense oh now. beautifully yeah completely she's <laughs> always been looking for it and, and it's a moment too and i think it's one of my moments too of like britney's art that i want to bring to the show always and it goes to that of searching for freedom searching for escapism mm-hmm. she's always been a wonder and there's this moment and i could even insert it in post but it's like there's this moment in britney and kevin chaotic where she's in one of the hotels she's in while they're touring Onyx in Europe. Uh And she's zooming in on this one painting. And it's the ones that she always reposts now where it's like the Victorian era painting up like the fairies. And she's making a story behind it. She's like, she's like, who's this lady? You just hear her little voice behind the camera. She's like, I wonder what she's looking for. She's, She's searching, looking for love or whatever. She's always been just a thinker, somebody that's always been going. And that's just something I've always loved about her. And we hear it from the beginning. Yeah of this book mm-hmm. and I wanted to jump to another point that was fascinating I'm just like I have like my notes listed out from yeah. like chapter one things that stood out to three was kind of mm, three is literally just about Brian's accent which I'm just like yeah uh what what when do you say one more time uh, death to all of them. death to all of them. <laughs> granted he was a kid at the time but death to all of them. so <laughs> chapter three don't care about but um chapter two a point that was very prevalent to me was uh Jamie's struggles right as a human Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be nice when it comes yeah. to him. I'm so sorry. That flop. But um, <laughs> she details his drinking problems, um, the fact that his business was failing, their family is poor, and pretty much just like what you said, him being the captain of their ship, mm-hmm. when he would steer correctly, things would be great for them. And when he would steer incorrectly, they would all sink. Yeah. So and really bringing them down with them. With yes, them. exactly. And so... Uh, she mentions his struggles before he opened up the gym that ended up kind of temporarily yes. saving the family. And she was detailing all the things he was doing, getting in the accident with Brian, drinking. And I'm like, I had to pause the book for a second or the audiobook, And I'm like, isn't this the motherfucker that should be in a conservatorship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, what? He sounds like he's the one with the problem. <laughs> Literally. Exactly. So I don't know that that kind of went to me stuck. And I was just like. This is very fascinating, but you know, then he opened the gym that saved him. Brittany ends up working at the gym, yeah. as we know. I think it was what, like, as a dance instructor yeah, yeah, yeah. for like a Zumba esque <laughs> type class. So I'm just like, okay, depending on her to save you from the jump. Like, how old was she? Like, I can just imagine her, like, yeah. Imagine paying monthly for a gym membership to boom, walk cat, in. Boom, boom, cat. By an eight year old. <laughs> but then 10 years later, you're watching, like, Slave at the VMAs, and you're just like, Right. Is that the eight-year-old that Tommy had a boom cat pal? What? <laughs> Hold on. So that part stood out to me. But yeah, it was kind of, I think chapter two is just a lot of him, just his struggles. What yeah. do you think about I that? mean, I just, I mean, I feel like every, I mean, they were like, what, they grew up in a small town, they lived in mm-hmm. a small town, and, and she always, she always was never shy about saying like they didn't really come from much. So like it didn't yeah. necessarily surprise me. Like that's when someone says they didn't come from much. That's what I envision. I see struggle. I see like someone working, like parents working their their butt off to like make ends meet to make sure their family's okay. Like 
I kind of wasn't that surprised by mm -hmm. it. It's made sense to like yeah. what we've always known about her. Like she's right. in Louisiana. When I picture Louisiana, I don't think of anything else but Brittany in, a, in like a little house shack somewhere like with like a pond or something. Same, same. I think of like the like the welcome to signs yeah. like before you enter. And it's just her living there with her family. No other houses. No, it's literally <laughs> just that. She's on the, the poster, mind you, too. Yeah, there like that's too. how I envision Louisiana. And I think of... um. The Rolling Stone shoot, too, was at her house back in right. Louisiana, too, right? Is that what they said? I think so. The 1999 one, yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. She talks about that, too. She talks about that. Oh, yes, she does. Yeah. yeah. Which is fascinating. I'm like, I didn't they have a museum back there? I feel like I remember that as a Britney stand. Like, they had a oh, Britney museum I think that it still in exists. Kenwood. I think you could still, like, go and ask to see it. I think that still exists. I think you have to make it like by appointment or something. I heard about it. I heard about it. I might have to schedule. Right. You gotta go to Louisiana. That sounds fine. <laughs> Dollywood, but it's Britney. Road trip. You'll make your own crossroads. <laughs> you, Kev, and who else? Giuseppe. Yeah. Guido, the dog. Yeah, you guys will make your own crossroads. That would actually be really fierce. <laughs> it was kind of us going to Rehoboth Beach over the summer, but that's for another episode. Um, there is a point in this chapter too that stood out to me. It's the closing like stanza or paragraph of chapter two. And she says, quote, I wanted to hide, but I also wanted to be seen. Both right. things could be true. Crouched in the cool darkness of a cabinet, I felt so small I could disappear. Both everyone's eyes on me, I became something else. Someone who would command a room. In white tights belting out a song, I felt like anything was possible. And this comes after her talking about, I believe it was like her dance auditions and okay. whatnot, her starting to get into the dance world. So again, it's kind of those pivotal moments, whether it be a quote, a moment where it's like, she's always been that girl. Yeah. You know, not to quote Alyssa Edwards, but like, you've always been that girl, yeah. always will be that girl. That's her thing. And it's kind of fascinating seeing the dichotomy of how much she wanted to be out there, how much she wanted to be seen, but also how introverted she is. Yeah. You know? I feel like that's always been like her struggle. And that's like, that's the through line throughout her career. Yeah. She's always, I mean, she's been larger than life because that's how it started. She was rushed fresh out the gate for a single, massive, massive breaking records mm -hmm. type of thing. But then it was like, then she lost the control. Like she got what she wanted, but then it's like, okay, now I have too much. Yeah. And I need to keep some stuff for myself. Reel it in. Or yeah. Or else I'm gonna be destroyed, mm -hmm. which is what ended up happening. Ended up happening, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, it's, it's, it is funny to hear that she's like always kind of felt that way, like that balance she was always struggling with. like. I want this, but I also want this. Mm -hmm. I need this, but also I want to get that. <laughs> yeah, she's my type of person. Like I'm the same way. Yeah. I I love being out there, but I also love not at all and yeah. being alone and having my things and having my privacy and my intimacy to myself and everything. And there's a point I was gonna make. I think it's just like a not like I mean not it's a natural thing, especially when you work in a creative field or you're a performer yep. or you're someone who's has to public speak or meet people all the time and all that. Like that's like a lot of energy to yeah. soothe out. And that's like a heightened energy a lot of the time. It's mm -hmm. not like your natural energy, especially for a performer. Like that's just being a heightened version of herself. Yeah. So that takes away a lot of, a lot of your from you. energy. Yeah. Completely. So of course, like by the time you're done with it, you're like, okay, can you throw me in a dark room now? <laughs> Literally, which like they ended up doing and taking a little too far, but like, yeah, yeah, girl, she just wants a nap. And it's funny because I look at a lot of the legends, like I look up to like Michael, Beyonce, Prince, 
Janet even, and you notice it's like a lot of them do share this kind of fascinating mm-hmm. timidness, mm-hmm. I guess you want to say. Like I remember um, I was watching this old, not old, like Rebel Heart era uh, Madonna interview on Howard Stern and she was talking about how when she was in her relationship with Michael, she said, and I'll never forget it, he was dangerously shy. Mm-hmm. Yet it's so fascinating how these people with the most shyest, timid, quiet, soft and delicate spirits are beasts on stage. Yeah. Brittany, Janet, you know, yeah. Prince, all of them. It's, it's fascinating. She even kind of pointed that out too, where it's like, she didn't know how to speak. Hi, how are you? Wasn't her thing. Yeah. What happened to hi? Hello, how are you? <laughs> Not to quote that, but her getting on stage was how she spoke. Yeah. It was uh, creating and feeling a relationship and energy with the crowd, which mm-hmm. I found fascinating for her to know at a young age. Even if she was just dancing like a fucking... She was able to channel it like instantly. Like it's natural for her. It was always just like there. Yeah. I'm like, girl, where did this come from? You can't teach anybody that. It's just there. No. It's just there. You can't teach that. It's not a thing you can learn. It's just something that just exists. (laughs) Completely. It's like when you watch videos of people doing like the slight pre-core, it's like people could have the technical moves, right? Even her her next to her dancers, she stands out for a reason. Mm -hmm. Her kind of like supernova self is very fascinating. Like if we're talking about it, like from the very beginning, you know, like some people, it takes a minute for them to debut and take off. And we'll talk about like baby in the beginning of that era later, but it's always just been fascinating. Like seeing how she's a prime example of the people that are just born with it. Yeah. Cause you don't have it anymore yeah. or it's rare. It's rare. It's rare. I feel like it's, uh, the, there's definitely like the people that have it, but I don't know if they're being given the same spotlight. Yeah. That, that we used to give mm-hmm. now it's like anyone could pretend to have it in a sense yes people have to like do this weird thing of like talking themselves up to it which like we love positive affirmations but it's like britney wasn't out here making memes being like stream my super iconic single (laughs) it was a fucking super iconic single and it could could speak for itself it all spoke for itself yeah yeah true and i think that was that's and which is like i feel like that's the energy she channeled from the beginning like she let everything speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Like even like a, I'm sure in these Zumba classes that she was doing, she was like, I know what I'm doing. Like she's probably killing it. And I'm sure all the people who went to these classes loved it. <laughs> Bestseller at the gym. Right. I'm like oh, to be one of those people. Right. Or uh, remember in Vegas and she was teaching kids like dance classes. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> she had like a, I think like a, she would go to like camps and stuff and visit people. Yes. She, like, you remember that when celebrities had like their camps, like the Britney Spears. Mariah. Like, yes, Mariah had one too. Yeah, yeah. I think Mariah's is. Is it still going? I don't even know. I I feel like I don't hear about it anymore. Yeah, we don't hear about these, but I think, I'm trying to remember, she detailed it in her memoir. It's like no one wants to go to camp these days. It's like nobody (laughs) wants to get up and go to camp these days. I (laughs) wish, oh my God, I think, I'm trying to remember, I think it was uh, her uh, MTV Diaries, Britney's, where it's like, you know, they put together a performance at the beginning of the summer. Yes, that's ringing a bell. Ringing a bell. Could you imagine? I don't. Mom, dad, I'm going to summer camp. You and learn I could, I could a number. I really them to the concerts. Like, it was not happening. But I, I could dream right. about it. Dream within a dream. <laughs> what was your first Britney show? Uh, I never saw her live until Circus. Oh, you went to Circus. Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to go when I was, like, younger, obviously. Yeah. But my, my parents, like, they just, you're too young for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I made them buy me all, like, the specials. So, like, I had, Aww. like... I, w- I had like the very first DVD that she ever released for like Baby One More Time with like the three videos and a little bit of like the baby yep, cover. Yep. I have the one right after that where it's like oops and the cover's like 
she's like wearing a white top. Britney Spears white. live and more. Yeah, like I have I have all of these. Yep. They're like sitting somewhere like in storage. <sighs> I would like like my like in order for like me to get my, my parents to make me happy, they would have to come home with like some sort of Britney thing. And I'd be like all of a sudden, all happy and no more crying. No, tantrums. exactly. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, I ain't seen you in a week. Anyways, okay, time to watch the In the Zone and Out All Night special <laughs> to find my happiness. Ugh, relics. Yeah. I miss that. <laughs> I saw somebody tweet today. I love everybody, but I saw somebody tweet today. They were like, they were replying to a post saying how the book sold, I think, like 400,000 units a so whole far. Bunch. Already in only a few days. Beating only- like Harry Potter. I know. Insane. JK Rowling, I hope you're at home seething. Yeah. She doesn't, she needs, she needs to be locked in the closet is what needs to happen. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm so happy out of everyone on earth that was elected as the one to put their foot. The, thr- the throner. Oh. Yeah. It's our mother. She yeah. put that. No, I'm so happy. Uh, I'm so happy for her. It's what she deserves. Yeah, it is what she deserves. And it just shows like how relevant she still is years later mm-hmm. like years later still to this day like she's she's lived so many different lives it feels like yeah like and just not even if she's not even done she's just begun having her fun <laughs> just a crazy kind of girl she will tell it to the world <laughs> yes. she's just begun britney spears the woman and me out in stores now but um yeah one thing that i wanted to get back into for let's say this is what like chapter it's kind of just like I think like the first five chapters is her just like kind of planting the seeds of just being like yeah my family's not shit you're gonna see why later yeah she's like she lays down like the foundation as, yes. as, as to like why maybe things turn out the way they did mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's funny because like I don't know this kind of just gave me more perspective granted we've always been here we've been here from the beginning we knew who these people were but it kind of just I think maybe just hearing so much of her story in this book in such consistent context, like really gave me the, like it put me in her shoes of just like, oh wow, these are really the only people she had, Mm -hmm. you know? So say like later on towards like 2004, 2005, maybe six even, when she started to get a little like Aggie with her mom and dad and everything, you would think then, well, why doesn't she just leave? And it's like, well, these people are her family. They're not just her team that, you know, RCA assigned to her. It's like, these are her people. She stuck with them through so much bad and through so much good at an early yeah, so she age. She felt like she had to take care of them. Yes. Like early on. Absolutely, which is perfect because that goes to a quote that I wanted to bring up. And it is, she's talking about her dad and her struggles now to affect her family. And she said, the saddest part to me was that I always wanted a dad who would love me as I was. Somebody who would say, I just love you. You could do anything right now. I'd still love you with unconditional love. And it's funny because we're going to make another Crossroad reference. Right. Is that not the dad, like Lucy's dad in Crossroads? I think they nailed Jamie Spears down to a T yeah. in Crossroads. Yes. Yeah. Like it's just typical. Which is still funny why she was like, was method acting. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm like, baby, like this isn't. Is <laughs> this is a little bit mimicking your life a little bit. Obviously she right. wasn't an honor student or anything like that. She was a, a, a star. <laughs> exactly, which honestly, I'll take it. I'll take it. C's get degrees and baby one more time went diamond, so. But it's probably why she was able to like uh, respond so well to um, him in the movie, the way she does. Like, she, oh there's, yeah. There's like, discomfort, there's like unhappiness. There's, oh yeah. And it's like, oh, cause I've, I've, I've lived this in my own way. 
Yeah, I was gonna say it was at the end of the movie when they're in the car, they're going back home, story's over, fun is over and everything. It was kind of those moments too, just like in when she's picking the keys from right. the guy. I was like, oh, she's feeling this one. Uh -huh. When they're in the car and she's taking off the locket and she's like, Pa, I don't wanna be her. Yeah, don't let, don't make me do what she did. Oh, <laughs> just let me go. I, and I was like, it was kind of one of those moments where I'm like, oh, it was early grade, or maybe that's, you know, 2001, two before things really got terrible in her career. But I'm just like, this feels a little close to heart right now, still, because at that time she was what? Overprotected, still is now. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring up that quote and how fascinating it was. And maybe this might be me looking too into it, but it goes back to that first quote of the book keep your mouth shut, yeah. respect and obey your parents. And I think maybe that started to bleed into her relationships. Mm -hmm. She's somebody that loves love. I'm the same way. I grew up wanting to please my parents, especially my father, wanting to get good grades, da, 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 da. Just felt like a contest every week of like, can I beat last week's score, metaphorically mm -hmm. speaking. And it's fascinating to see later on in the book how her behavior with her father may have reflected and shown the same ways with Justin, especially Kevin, you know, right. of just trying to do things and please and please and, and please. please. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about yeah, I mean, uh, I think you said it exactly. Like, she, I mean, it's just like, you can't, it's like the kind of thing that you can't really help, and sometimes it's unavoidable when you grow up a certain way, and this is like your relationship with, like, uh, like the opposite, you know, sex or yeah. whatever. It's like, you can't help but, like, that energy kind of, like, carries on, your mind, your way of thinking, it kind of carries on into those other relationships because it's like a, her caretaker in a sense, like this is your partner. Yeah. This is my, my fa her father was like the one that was like taking care of her. And when you're in a relationship that is sometimes the similar feeling, you know, someone's there to take care of you to like balance the other half that you're not like doing. Yeah. So it feels, m makes sense why she would have those later on. Like some, that feeling of like maybe having to like keep her tongue to herself yeah. a little bit. And yeah. let them run the ship instead. Mm-hmm. Completely. Beautifully had, said. Yeah, because she always had someone running the ship for her. She couldn't help it. The, the whole family was being, sh like, the whole, they had one captain, and that captain is the only one that mattered. Which is so fascinating, because, like, if we're going to stay on the ship metaphor, it's like, yes, Jamie was the captain, or whatever man in her life was the captain. Mm -hmm. She's the one down in the basement in the trenches peddling this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Always so, behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and you think later on, like, when her and Kevin got divorced and he's releasing his album, she, I think up until today, is still paying him. Or now I don't think anymore because the kids are over 18, but yeah, it's like. I think it's, it's when they get a certain age. Mm -hmm. Where it's like she's been paying and still, still doing the heavy lifting, yet these other men, especially, have been deemed as the captains of it's said insane. ship. It's so insane. That's why I think I the. Am. I remember when the, the release of the. The title of the book came out. There was a part mm. of me like, the woman in me. I don't know how I feel about that. You know, I didn't like love it at first. Yeah. But now that like I we've I've read most or listened to most of it. Thank you, Michelle Williams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the show is not sponsored or affiliated with Michelle Williams, yeah, yeah, but no, is no, welcome no, to. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> yeah. uh, now I see why it's called the woman in me because it's like it's truly like who like she was she was misrepresented in a sense absolutely for herself 
and like all the whole time it was like this is who I am like this I, I, I fully get the, mm -hmm. the, the the title now yeah and I think that's like a beautiful point to focus in on for a second and I think this is like a new era for her you know the last Britney era we had was glory peace of me era where it's like we are in the woman in me era yeah where I think for the first time ever in her career in the public eye, we're seeing her make her own de decisions, period. Yeah. You know, so going back to her not wanting to do promo, like maybe before in the Britney and company eyes, we'd be like, yeah, she's going to release the book, do this promo, do that, appear here, appear there. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's yeah. what the Britney Spears machine wants. Yeah. But what does Britney Spears the person want? Yeah. What does that person want? I think... That's what's been really special about this hair, and I'm glad we're able to see that now. Even down to like her Instagram posts and everything, whether, mm -hmm. whether people want to believe it's her or not, I'm like, I'm gonna go with her and whoever's up in heaven and be like, yes, mm -hmm. it's her. She's making these decisions. Yeah, and she's taking care of herself, and she's letting herself like have this time to like just do whatever the hell she wants. Yeah, which she didn't get to do for so long. Yes. So that's when people like complain about like wanting new music and like all this. I'm like, sure. Let's say like maybe down the line. You know, and she's so young. It's like, she's not like yes, a, she's not girl. Like, she's not like an old, a grandma or anything. Not to like age anybody. No, but like I, I, I love all women. But um, it's uh, it's like we. She deserves to have this freedom. She deserves to have the say now. And it's like she. I mean, the book, the book selling like, like so high and breaking records already speaks volumes that she doesn't have to do any of those things. She could just put out the book like she literally just did. Exactly. Not promote it and let the work speak for itself. She doesn't do anything. She hasn't even posted, like she did that one post on Instagram, but the promotion has basically off her name and yeah. what's in the book. The end. People are tuned Number in. Number one bestseller is probably going to be for like the next month <laughs> or so or whenever. Literally. And I and she even kind of touches in on that point in the book later on too when it comes to like Blackout for instance like yeah. she was talking she's like yeah we hardly did anything behind that album yet it still became yeah. my best album most critically acclaimed stuff like that it's like people really want to sit and tarnish the Britney Spears name and kind of under expect from it mm -hmm. just because it's 2023 baby does not mean things have changed if anything she still holds all the power I mean, she's the most relevant person like she's like it's her week like we're all we're only talking about her and then there's all these anniversaries too like i mean the one that i'm gonna be doing but then there's like this week alone was like baby one more time and like womanizer blackout and, like, too and like all these things i'm like what a perfect storm of a week for her it feels so purposeful i don't know who chose the date but they did it right <laughs> did you notice that yeah uh baby one more time came out the 23rd was the anniversary for it the book was released the 24th. Yeah. And somebody made the point of that was her debut. Uh, kind introducing of, herself to the like world. Yeah. This is like her reintroducing herself. Yeah, oh. I saw that tweet. Yeah. A mother. But, it, but with it's intention. like exactly that. It's exactly that. Yeah. The timing is, is, is crazy. It's funny. Crazy. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> the album version and the stop remix. Yes. Since we're, I mean, we're not like baby era yet, but we're like. It's, it's gonna come yeah. at some point as it does. What's your favorite from the album? What are songs that stand from, out to you from Baby One More Time? Right now, it's I Will Be There. <laughs> taste, absolute taste. You could throw that one in on In The Zone Night too and I will be spinning. Oh, I mean, we're, I'm gonna try to like, it's gonna essentially be like the era's night in a sense. Absolutely. So we'll a little bit on the In The Zone. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Well, cause like I was thinking, I'm like, we could do, not to knock anyone else's Britney Night. This is just mine. <laughs> Um, 
but like the the thing I I like would like a thing about when I was younger when these albums would come out is that so so many of the times they were out I was underage so like I wasn't going to the club like being able to we weren't at Splash seeing her pop up for you know? In the Zone like, yeah imagine being like our age now and Baby One More Time first came out and like that being like the song that you hear out I'd be going nuts you know like it, it, it's just it was a different to be time. at the club hearing me against the music so, like, play. Uh, having an opportunity to like give people that feeling with like an album playback of this album that we all like love and cherish that was such a pivotal moment in her career mm -hmm. like and to get to hear it from top to finish in a big club with lighting and all of that like i'm so excited the massive three dollar <laughs> bill speakers I, I will be i will be there for some reason is hitting in like in this very moment from that album it's just like a beautiful song it's so good she performed it once at that like tennis match yeah. Which I found so fascinating. I call it her Celine Dion song. <laughs> you know what? It, it literally is. That's the way it should be. Like yes. younger and sister. He, and Max Martin did produce that song too. Well, there well, yes. He was like, "Oh, it's pretty thinner version of the song. You could have this version." Yeah, he's like, "This is actually the rework version we were gonna give Miss Dion." But anyways, yeah, I that's a good song. I that was like my favorite from the beginning. Yeah, I think now these days, "Born to Make You Happy" is my. That one's just always good. <sighs> yeah, she was dancing down in the video too. The video is fascinating. The video is really odd. <laughs> she's pregnant, but then she's in this like futuristic setting where like she has this bob uh -huh. on and she's doing all this floor work and in this leather skirt thing. It's I'm like one of her more like artsy fartsy videos. <laughs> most definitely is. I'm like, oh, they were trying to go for a narrative. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Here. They storyboarded this thing. No, but that that album, like, I feel like we forget about it often because it's the very first one. And a lot of that music feels, I think, dated to people. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of those songs still, like, hold their ground. Like, sometimes it's such a good ballad, power ballad. Um, Absolutely. Like, Crazy still fucking great. And then, I mean, even, like, songs... She always has her little weird moments in albums, like even Soda Pop. Like, yes. Who came up with the idea for that song? <laughs> I wanted, to, I want to be there on that studio session. Like, how did this? Like, how did Soda up? Pop come to fruition? <laughs> I have no idea that the beat goes on. Oh right. To well, that was like a share. The cover. share cover. That's yeah. what she was like adding covers on every album. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's how. I mean, it, I've had to like go later in life realize that a lot of these pop girlies had songs that I yep, thought were theirs and yep. not theirs. <laughs> Brandy doing Tomorrow, is yeah. it? I'll Never Say Never, I think, is a cover. Yes. It's either Tomorrow or Why Am I Forgetting. Fuck. It's one of the songs towards the end of the album on Never Say Never. But it used to be like a, a staple thing that all of them used to do. Mm -hmm. like they just like have like a random <sighs> cover on the album. That's so cute. They should bring that back. I think people should start doing it more. It'd be more fun. Like their own reworked version. Because I know we have like BBC Live Lounge where like the girls are always covering songs. But like to hear like a... Like a thought out, thought yeah. out of a song, yeah. They used to do it all the time. Really fierce. Brittany was doing it in every album. What was it? Baby One Time was a beat goes on. We said it again. I think she did. Was it Don't Go Knocking on My Door? Satisfaction. Satisfaction. That one. I for, I didn't even realize that till I said it. And then Britney is I, I love, love rock and roll. I love rock and roll. And she stopped it after that. Oh my gosh, that's right. She did it consistently for those three albums. Wow. Mariah did the Beautiful Ones by Prince on Butterfly yeah. too. Wow, mm -hmm. we're putting things. I went together. back and was listening to like, I mean, this is like, but it's from the same era. Yeah, like Mandy Moore, <laughs> her very first album, even though like she isn't like talking about her pop days. Uh huh. There's a song uh, on the on her debut album that like I was obsessed with. I think it's called "I'm Not Too Young," um, or something like that. Gotcha. But like I went back and listened to it, and I was like, 
and uh, I had a, I was with like a, my friend Jeff who's a little older. He's like he's like, you know this is like an old song, right? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, don't tell me I'm it's one of those moments. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, it's one of those moments. And went back. It's like a, it's like a song from like the like the eighties or whatever. Yeah. I'm like that's so funny. All these girls used to cover songs yeah. on their albums. Yeah. That is like nothing makes you feel more gay than that <laughs> moment. When you hear a song, you're like, this sounds like the No Doubt song. Yeah. And you're like, oh, It's My Life was a song covered by a band before right. these people. Right. Oh, But it used you. to be like a thing. And Brittany was like, she. I wonder if she picked the covers. Too. I wonder. Yeah. I would love for her to bring that back. Because it makes sense. The Beat Goes On was like a, I think it was like a share song. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I, I can't get no, fa- yeah, like she chose like the deep. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. Hmm. I love her satisfaction cover, personally. Yeah. I think it goes off. It does. I All the th- covers are great. I mean, I love rock and roll. That's the original to me. <laughs> same. Same. I was going to say, even when you go back and listen to the original, I'm like, I think the song is just cunty. Straight through and through. But Britney, like, extra cuntifies it, and it's great. That video, too, is underrated. Yeah. Oh, so hot. <sighs> so hot. That's a good Halloween costume. It's, I mean, it's like a, we could dive into, like, tra- uh, album trajectories. I always thought, like, the European singles and the US singles, like why are we really getting different singles? Like why did France get anticipating and we didn't? Yeah, like what's going on? Why did uh, uh, UK get the original overprotected and then why did we get the the Dark Child remix? <laughs> mm, which one is which one is your overprotected? I listen. I like the original. The original, it's okay. The, the poppy one. Dark, yes. The Dark Child remix was like I like it and it's more dramatic and more like. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, something about the original Overprotected just like does it for me. I think it's yeah. the, um, the breakdown that I need, I need time. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun. It's like, the moment yeah. of this is the it. song. <laughs> like that breakdown, I feel like it's superior than it is in the Dark Child remix. Yeah. yeah. I understand that. Yeah. The Dark Child remix, I always go back to like. But I do love the video for the Dark Child <sighs> remix. It's so good. The rain scene, like all of it. <sighs> I mean, we could like literally talk about every <laughs> everything. We could be like here for like literally hours and hours and hours. I know there's gonna be like clients next, like banging on the door and be like, "Gays, get out of the room! Stop talking about that lady!" And be like, Never and throw the bag of Cheetos at them. Um, but no, you have <laughs> Jesus, raspy era, yeah, yeah. my butterfly moment. But yeah, I'm trying to see what else is there to talk about in these chapters. Chapter five, she starts going into like. Dance, that's when she really starts getting her bag. I remember there is a part where she talks about how Lynn was really invested in mm. her. So, like, here we see the beginning of, like, the family seeing her talent. Yeah. And not just seeing the talent. The stage mom was com- coming in. Oh, yeah. The stage mom was calling, and they're seeing, like, oh, she could be... There's opportunity here. Yeah. Yeah, which is really fascinating. And they... I remember she was talking about, like, her mom making her outfits and everything, going back to the humble beginnings. I think, like, something happened with the sewing machine or whatever. And the mom like stabbed herself and ended up bleeding mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I don't really feel bad for Lynn Spears ever. But yeah, it was fascinating. So it kind of just brings the beginning of that. She gets signed to her first ever agency. She goes to New York at eight, which I mark as like the beginning of New York me, which is like my yeah. personal kink in life. I love that she, she New York. speaks highly about New York all the time. She's never said like I think one bad thing about New no, York. No, always. And I think like we kind of made the point earlier about like how she's always been somebody that thinks big, thinks mm-hmm. outside. She's and always that's wondering. Why she loves New York because she feels like there's possibilities are like endless. And that's yeah, kind of her mind 
is it could be like very New York is like you could go outside and you could you could have like 50 versions of a day uh, depending on which way you go yes so if she probably like that's the energy I think she probably like gravitates towards which mm-hmm. is weird. She's like, what's gonna happen who knows yeah so it makes sense why she loves it that'd be a really cute movie side note like a everything everywhere all at once but it's like some person's day point of view them in New York and it's like and it just starts when you go. wake up get ready and it's like you make a left yes of a right or you go straight or you go that way and your day could be completely different <laughs> we need to get in contact with A24 because this is a fierce idea Brittany could soundtrack it oh I know somebody who works there <laughs> we will get to storyboarding went on date once <laughs> oh <laughs> How'd the date go? It was fine. It was fine. We were waiting for the repeat. <laughs> I see. No, it was good. It was good. It was good. Okay. Yeah. Oh, was this recent? Uh, well, I've been. I'm like. I'm going through like a a single. I'm I'm my single phase. She's gonna step outside, uncover her eyes. Yeah, Who I, knew she could feel I'm so a brave, alive? I'm a brave new girl right now. Tonight. Sure. I'm channeling that energy. So in the zone feels like. I'm telling you, like things. The, yep. The things happen perfectly timed for me a lot of the time. It's yeah. Like I'm I'm living in my own movie. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever align yourself with Britney eras? Like, is yeah. that like age doesn't matter? In what the, Britney era am I? It's in? so funny that in the, I'm very like connected to Indizo right now because I'm in like a little bit of my uh, uh, sexual liberation phase right now by Absolutely. like experimenting again as a single person, Love. and then also like feeling like a brand new version of myself with the brave new girl. Mm. So I'm like I'm like. How, Funny how the twentieth anniversary is hitting right in that, pr- right at that time when I need it. Yeah, you're having your performing at TRL moment with your coochie almost <laughs> out. Your your rebirth back into the world. Well, that's not world. new. I always do that. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> and I will be watching and living for all of it. You're having your Madonna kiss moment, all of that. Yeah. yeah, in the zone is just like the perfect album to resonate with. I always go back to this, and I have this conversation on the show with everybody. I'm like, what Britney album are you? And in the zone is just. We've about this yeah that's right was, i think that's how we ended last time but it's just it's just, yeah it's how i feel i mean obviously blackout for its own i mean that one that one's gonna turn 20 at some point too but yeah it's crazy to think that because i remember like when in the zone came out like right before it was released mtv would do like mtv leak i forget what it was called but they would have like an early listen of yes. the album available for you on streaming yes on the, on the website, the website. Uh-huh. Or Spotify and all that existed. Yeah, they would have like a little, like their own little separate little mini player, and they would give you like an exclusive, exclusive first listen of an album. Yeah, and I remember when In the Zone came out, and that's the first time I heard it was that way. Crazy, it's nuts. Crazy, yeah. I had to go in the stores and get it on my CD. Like, you know? I'm, I might, I might cry at this party. <laughs> you will see me <laughs> at my best and at my absolute worst. And yeah. I hope you're ready for it. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. going to be twirling. And if you're playing the bonus tracks, don't hang up in the answer. Oh, absolutely. Don't hang up is my favorite Britney absolutely. song. I'm of all playing time. like we're giving we're getting a full in the zone playback. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be uh, uh Britney up until like twelve. So the trajectory of the night is all Britney until like twelve ish. Then it'll be shows by the four girls I mentioned. And then as soon as that's over, we'll be doing in the zone playback. And then as soon as that's over, then it's the rest more Britney. It's gonna be a good night. I'm not ready for it. I think I have to show you the teaser after. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm yeah. so excited that that will obviously go up whenever you need me to post. I'm so excited for that. It's I'm go like up tomorrow. Fierce. So, yeah, yeah. When the episode rolls out too. Oh uh, look at that. How fucking fierce is that? I wanted to end the Britney book talk. Yes. Or well, 
chapters one through five on let's see i think it was i you know i'm very studious today yeah yeah. with my quotes that i'm bringing up i really should bring my glasses but (laughs) it kind of like so where chapter five leaves off or ends off is at her like i said getting signed to her agency everything we're in the beginning of her becoming a star Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. period now and it's like she's not just like the local star no more she's not you know, doing Zumba classes at her dad's gym, you know, feeding his life, which we're going to see for (laughs) the rest of the book, you know, up until now, thank goodness. And she ends with this kind of paragraph that I love, 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 love. She says, I was a little girl with big dreams. I wanted to be a star like Madonna, Dolly Parton, or Whitney Houston. I had simpler dreams too. Dreams that seemed even harder to achieve and that felt too ambitious to say out loud. I want my dad to stop drinking. I want my mom to stop yelling. I want everyone to be okay. Mm -hmm. With my family, anything could go wrong at any time. I had no power there. Only while performing was I truly invincible. Standing in in a Manhattan conference room in front of a woman who could make my dreams come true, at least one thing was completely within my control. And it's that last line, I get chills. It's like, it's these themes of control, of freedom, of looking out into the future, into whatever's forward beyond her escapism that I just stay so present and have always, and it's so validating. Funny? Like even in that paragraph we just read, it's like, even though she was like always looking for like that extra power that she always had in her, there was always still that feeling of wanting to like help her family. Yes. Always wanting to help them. So like the bigger ask that she wanted was to help them. Like wanting her dad to be not an alcoholic, wanting like all that, you know, like, she mm-hmm. still always had those feelings, even though when she felt controlled. Yeah. She still wanted to help them. And she was young, too. And, you know, a lot of young people that go through things at, you know, a young age and then soon depart. So say, like, when queer kids leave and move to New York to go to college or whatever, go just move out and move from their parents. Everyone always moves with a, or from what's common and what I've seen. And even me, like, you move forward with a resentful. Yeah outlook back on your family and back at where you've come from yet she always stayed true to it honored it and like what you said still wanted to take care of her family through and through and we see later on in the book like she ends up buying a new house for them she gets jamie lynn whatever she wants everything she wanted this so much for them for herself but also for them yeah i think she just like was genuinely just into this for the performing of it all and i know every artist says that but with her i really mean it when it's like she just wanted to perform, sing songs, make music, all the other stuff, the you know, the luxury and everything, give to everybody else. Yeah. She never was it crazy came about out it. Of territory, like she couldn't avoid it. It's like well, I'm gonna embrace it. Yeah, exactly. So what what did you learn? Like, did you learn anything new from this book? And I wanted to have you for this first episode and many more, obviously, because we know a lot of this yeah, yeah. already going into it. Yeah. But, you know, for me personally, there are some things that I was like, hmm, this is new this yeah. is fascinating or enlightening so I mean, what did as, you learn from this as one? like a truly obsessed student of hers mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like Which i have are. known a lot of this but uh hearing like a specific stories just like about like like the way certain things happen even like the the stuff that i don't care too much about like about her, her family yeah and, like the struggles and stuff like that hearing a little bit more in detail specific like specific things yeah gives you a little bit more perspective um but uh, but yeah like that through line, I think of the control and the wandering and the always being a caretaker kind of thing and subsiding her voice. Um, that I never realized that it was always early, early on. So that is yep. something I'm learning. 
that it's it wasn't just something that she felt later in life. This was like something that she kind of like was born into and yeah. stuck with for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. So and that's I learned I guess that that it's it's just always been there, which yeah. makes it sadder. I know, <laughs> I know. Like it didn't just like it it wasn't new when the fame and money came in. Mm-hmm. It was always this it was way. always there. Whether they're rich or poor, just mm-hmm. happened to get worse as I got yeah. more rich. I think for me, same thing, yeah. exactly. I think this first kind of intro, literally chapters one through five, I think is honestly just like the prelude to the book. Yeah. Honestly, in her story. She didn't even realize how much foreshadowing was happening. <laughs> literally, yeah. which is crazy. And I think it does a really good job of like setting perspective for new readers. I think new readers are going to have a really fucking fun time yeah. listening to this. They're going to learn a lot. Like this is perfect for somebody who isn't like us, uh-huh. but it also is perfect for somebody like us because we still get perspective it's refreshing to read it or listen to it in a consistent voice it's not you know from bits and pieces we take from interviews and you know specials of her and i think it really did a good job of like laying the groundwork which i know is such a like key phrase and stuff like that i'm talking about the beginning of a book or a story but it really did that well yeah what are you looking forward to hear from the book granted you and i are flying through this book i'm at chapter 15 right now yeah so i think and the According to the audiobook, I have like three hours left or something. <laughs> Got you. I'm literally on like my last 59 minutes and I'm crying. Okay, okay. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've been loving all of it. I've already gone, I think, I, I guess, chapter 15 where I'm at is she just did like Crossroads and she's talking mm. about how she wished she would have done Chicago and all these things. Ugh. So, like, that's kind of like where I ended at. Gotcha. Um, but I'm looking forward to like get into the era for Blackout and like, the real intense Mm. moment in her career when all that happening, like, and the shaving her head, like, I'm really looking forward to get into all that. Um, And hearing it from, like, her, like, the way she would talk to us about it, at least how she's choosing to talk to us about it. Yeah, that's beautiful. I wanted to ask you, what does Brittany mean to you? Ooh, you know, it's... Like, why are you invested? Why are we all here for her why have we well, all been it just here comes for down her. to like how what she was feeling and like what the, the the original sentiment in the very beginning like uh the like uh relating to someone who felt feels like they're meant to do so much more in this life mm-hmm. and i've always looked at her as that person for some reason like she just always seemed relatable to me as this like yeah. just a person who n- knew they were special and wanted to showcase that to the world like mm-hmm. that's just what she is she's like that symbol of like i can be that exact same energy and still take care of the people around me and still hone into my power and yeah. be fearless and want the freedom of expressing the person that's inside me yeah the john Lee in me <laughs> absolutely yes damn I'm like, this is going to be a very emotional series for me to make, my God. Because every point you make is so true. And I'm just like, damn, I love that lady so much. Right, right, right. Like, that's my mama. You can tweet till you're blue in the face. I don't care. That's my mama. It's. I'm so excited. It's going to be fun. I wanted to also end on, what's your Britney song of this week? Britney song of this week. You know what's funny? Because I've been listening to the audio book. I haven't even listened to any of her music. Is that weird? It's no, because I just listen. I listen to the story instead. Yeah, uh huh. Because normally I would have like music on at the gym and stuff. I've just been listening to the audiobook. Um, so if I have to choose, I want to say, hmm, Shadow. 
really only your shadow never yourself <laughs> really as you're in the in the zone blue right wow. i've been like in a very like yeah i'm in i'm in the zone <laughs> i'm in the zone in the zone Arriving too late, leaving too, too soon. soon. That's a co-write credit right there, girl. Her pen, lethal. Well, yeah, that's why I read she has the most, I think the most uh, writing credits she has on an album is that album. Yeah. Her perspective. And now here we are hearing another co-written masterpiece right here. Now available on QVC. Could you imagine... <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't have a QVC era, no? I don't think so. Fascinating. I, I just remember Mariah's HSN slash QVC era. Oh my god, I live for anything Mariah in that era. Anytime she sells us anything, I'm down. <laughs> I'm there. And now Beyonce with the perfume making a video of her actually talking to us. Right. Doing and an unboxing. I love, I love when Brittany like announced this book. She's like, I'm releasing my book and I hope you like it. If you don't, who cares? <laughs> And that's what I love about her. I'm just like, yeah, girl, this is new. New Britney is on a mission. This is the woman She's in a very, me. like, I don't care right now. I Which love is, it. I think this is the zone that she should be in. I, oh, I, you ate that. I can't Wait. help it. I just talk like that. <laughs> this is the zone she should be in. I literally, like, I, I catch myself, like, talking like that. I'm like, wow. my brain just automatically works like this. That was it. You know what? When she re-releases In The Zone for its 25th anniversary, <laughs> it should just be The Zone I'm In. Yeah, or The Zone In The Zone 25 anniversary zone, special edition. Then, what, what would the, the J-Lo version of that be? <laughs> in my zone now. <laughs> This, this is the zone then. This is my zone now. Now, yeah. Could you imagine? That would be, I will say, those visuals for that J-Lo, like that little teaser. We're, we're, it's going to be a whole year <laughs> from the teaser until we actually get the album, because why is it taking so long? We're never getting it. Like, I don't understand. The, the, it was announced, and then it's like, not even a single, nothing? Nada? Ghosted. Like, what's happening? She's like, anyways, um, so Ben and I are married, and we're at Duncan now. And I'm like, you know what? Happy for y'all. So much has happened since that announcement. Yeah. And is, now? This is Britney's time. She has a birthday coming up. The In The Zone <sighs> anniversary is coming That's right. up. It's that There's time. So many, it's like, it's her, it's her, it's her. These last few months are like, the quarter four is just about her. Oh, <laughs> thank God. I'm so excited. It's been so long since we've had this period of hers yeah. where she's active, and it's like, I'm glad there's purpose behind it now. It's not just like, oh, we're getting new music. We're getting a tour. Things to buy off of her. Granted, I had to buy this today. But yeah. this is something really intentional. And I think the thing she's cared about the most since maybe Glory. Yeah. So it's good to be behind this, buying behind it. And the money is going to her. Yeah. She's in, she's in the control now. The zone she is in. Mm-hmm. That's fucking fierce. Yeah. I'm having you back for the In The Zone episode, and that's going to be the title. I mean, we're going to have to, because we're gonna, it's going to be post, like, the parties. We'll have to talk about that and everything. Oh, girl. Yeah. That's going to be, I didn't even mean to say this pun that's upcoming, but that's going to be the showdown. Yes. You see? It just comes out of our mouths naturally. That's how obsessed we are. It's crazy. <laughs> we were at um, uh, DJ Liam's uh, Cherry on Top event, which was a Britney-themed tribute night. Excellent shout-out to DJ Liam. And um, my best friend Kevin and I were talking, and it's so funny. We were listening to, you know, like, the segues from song to song, uh-huh. and there would maybe be, like, a synth uh-huh. from, like, up and down coming up in the song that's currently playing. And we would look at each other and immediately be like, up and down. 
Yeah, yeah. No way. But we're like, how do we know all this? Somebody says, name one thing about War of 1812. We're going to be like, mm. uh-huh. yeah, it's, um, it's, there's it's fighting. But that's for those people who are experts about that. That's for them to do. Exactly. We're experts about this. That's the thing. They, <laughs> they're, they like history. We like history. Yeah, history. And that's what fucking matters. So uh, what a historical event. I'm very happy for you to be a part of it. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. Yes. For real. Thank you. Like, thank you. I always say, but like, thank you for being in my life. Thank you for being such a positive, like, influence on me. Uh, like, there's people around and there's people we compare ourselves to, but like, there's not a lot of people that I look up to besides her. And you're one of them. Oh, so, I appreciate you so much. And it's just still cool to this day. I'm just like, damn, like, this is the person whose forms I was reading, <laughs> like, standing over essentially reading about this lady. Right. And right. here we are now in person for the second time chatting together and chatting about her full circle moments it's Manifest gorgeous it and shall come it's gorgeous my love thank you yeah. as always uh, i'll give you a fog when you get up yeah, we gotta do this together <gasps> wait <clears throat> wait let's um because i'm britney's student can we break it down first choreograph step by step so i really fuck this flourish up. flourish and then a little slight pause to gather your your your, your mm -hmm. hands and then it goes it's like a Glory. You better with this fucking branding. Okay. <laughs> Let me reach over this mic. It's a full accident, Ooh. too. I just started doing it. I was like, I'm just going to keep doing it. <laughs> That's fierce. See, whenever I do things in front of the camera, I just like kind of like Britney as I'm in. I'm just like, <laughs> just like sitting like <coughs> in front of the camera and it's everything. So, camera four is ours. Can we do a rehearsal? Okay. All right. That was hot. All right. <clears throat> Should we do a, uh, that was a should dress. We a, should we do a one, two, three? How do they do it in dance? Yeah. One, two, two three. And then at, at, at the three, that's when you Oh, the reference you're making. Yeah. Wait, that's so cute. One, two, three, flourish. Yes. Ready? Okay. That was rehearsal need. This is the 2001 official. VMAs. Okay. Official. Are you ready? Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> cute, my love. Thank you. We did it. We did it. We did it. We'll see y'all next week. See you at the next book club. Bye. Period. People can take everything away from you, but they can never take away your truth. But the question is, can you handle it? Can you handle my truth? Can you? I don't know. <laughs> can you handle hers? And his? I shall see.